Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. What's up, nerds? It's basketball. Welcome to Horse, a basketball podcast about everything except for the wins and losses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I am joined, as always, by my trusted co-host, the saying Kobe before throwing a crumpled up piece of paper into a recycling bin, Eric Silver. Eric, how's it going? Kobe, tossing it in there. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise that we'll be talking about this in full court press. Uh, it's a tough one. If anyone didn't hear, definitely content warning. If you don't want to hear us talk about death of fathers and of family members and of younger children this might be a time for you to skip the beginning parts of this episode we will put a time code for this beginning segment don't worry the rest of this is going to be lighter and you can also see it in the episode description we're going to talk about the death of a major celebrity you probably have not avoided it Mm -hmm. but this is what we're going to talk about before we get into that though let's do a little bit of housekeeping in a segment that we like to call the teal memorial locker room so we have new patrons to welcome to our team, which is very exciting. So shout out to Brett K and Lauren Wood. And Kendra Hadley upgraded to the producer level status yep. and sent a fantastic note alongside with it. She said, hi, I got married and my husband and I decided to celebrate by taking some of the cash considerations and then nice. in parentheses gifts to pay more for the art we love. And y'all were on top of that list. Obvs. Excited to be a producer level patron now. Cheers. Wow, you didn't invite us to your wedding, but you invited Constristens? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, he was working the wedding. He was the butler right. handing out bowls of lobster bisquet to everyone. Oh, I should have had lobster bisque as one of the appetizers at my wedding. That would have been good. Would have been incredibly on brand. I'll bring my own. Okay, I'll bring yes. it in a... <laughs> I need to go cup. That's true. We promise. There will be jokes in this episode. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> So shout out to Kendra. Congrats on the marriage. You now join the ranks of our existing producer-level patrons. Brianne Wingate, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, Cody Powell, Salvatore Testa, Trust the Process, Samantha Rose, Polly Burge, I Worked with Eric's Dad, Shooby Dooby Doo, I Am Adam Silver, Bilal Johnson, Carolyn Kyle, Godzilla Got Busy, who I did meet in Phoenix, wonderful human being, genuinely <laughs> lovely human, wore a Godzilla t-shirt and everything. It was fantastic. Dame Judy Dentches My DM, Wouter Vandermaiden, Madeline Heising, Sof's Lamb Chops, Steph Curry for three, Litterney 109, and Siobhan Ellsbury. You all know where 
James Harden went to school and you visited it and you're like, oh, that's where James Harden went to school. I had a great time on the horse Instagram while I was in Phoenix because first off was right by a bunch of Arizona State signs the whole time and I could not help but laugh all of the time. And then there was a place called The Nash. So I made a little Instagram thing and wrote Steve. And then there was a restaurant called Durant's. So I put Kevin above it. It was a very basketball centric (laughs) trip for me. Shout out to Phoenix for being really helpful. You have Devin Booker, but you also have these great references. I walked to Talking Stick Resort Arena, which is where the Phoenix Suns play, and it was relatively boring. It was just a big rectangle. <laughs> There's not a lot of cool stuff going on outside the building. Listen, not everything can be Smoothie King Arena. Nah, the Smoothie King Center. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. That's Zion's house. I should be more nice. He's so good. Zion man. lives there. He's so good. He's so good. Last order of business in the locker room is to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that is BetterHelp. Yo. BetterHelp is the world's largest counseling service. You wouldn't hesitate to go to the doctor for professional care if you had a physical injury, so your mental health should be given the same attention. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your own counselor from their network of licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapists. All adjectives I like to hear before the word therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we only have bad, not accredited, guys we found on the street therapists. Mom-certified therapists. What's great, though, is the flexibility of BetterHelp because you can start communicating in under 24 hours. It is completely flexible. You're not limited to having to go to an office. You're not limited to the 9 to 5. You don't have to wait in an awkward waiting room. You can do it from your very comfortable living room. You can send messages whenever. It's so easy to work with BetterHelp to get the help that you need around the schedule that fits best in your life. If you want to read your own Highlights magazine, you can, but that is on your time, and it won't have had the things uh, circled in the spot the difference between the pictures section. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know the chapter of Highlights magazine? Yes, I do. The lowlights. With, with the games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. BetterHelp's mission is to provide everyone with easy, affordable, and private access to professional counseling anytime, anywhere. And you can get started today. What's nice is it can be more affordable than traditional offline counseling. They have financial aid available. And as a horse listener, you can get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com horse. In the notes here, they say make sure you say help and not health. I've already had multiple people tweet at me and they say better health. So this must be easy to mess up. It is betterhelp.com slash horse to get 10% off your first month and start talking with a counselor today. And with that, we will move on to our first segment here of this episode, which we like to call Full Court Press. Get it? Like the news? I do. That's Because it's serious. Yeah, it is. So if you didn't hear yet or you weren't aware, Kobe Bryant and eight others unfortunately passed away this past Sunday in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, which is just outside of Los Angeles in California. There aren't necessarily details about what caused the crash or anything like that, but that's not what is important. What's important is to remember the lives of those lost. Just to give that true in memoriam, those victims include Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot Ara Zobayan. Everything about this is incredibly tragic. They were going to Gianna's travel basketball, either a game or a practice. Some of the other passengers were teammates and parents on that same team. Kobe used to fly in helicopters all of the time. That was a thing, even when he was a player, he used to take a helicopter to practice. So this wasn't a uncommon means of transportation. Yeah. And This is also a thing that LeBron does now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to talk about how dangerous helicopters are because mm-hmm. I always think that they're not safe. It's, but yeah. people do it to spend more time with their family. 
with LeBron regularly does this to go to his son's games and then come back for a game at the Staples Center. This is similar for something that Kobe Bryant would do constantly and did up here. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it seems to have happened to a lot of famous athletes of small aircraft and famous athletes mm-hmm. do not mix well. And and this is really the first time where it's a player that I was aware of. Like Kobe came onto the scene when I started playing basketball. It was his first year in the league. So it's just so strange to have someone that is such a permanent fixture of basketball. Like there is no point in my life when basketball did not feature Kobe Bryant in some capacity. I would say he's the first like megastar from when we were watching basketball. Like we didn't really see Michael Jordan. Yeah, Jordan's play. peak we were a little too young since he was really going in the mid 90s. We were like 5 yeah, exactly. during that second three-peat. So Kobe was you're right, the first like really big, oh it's Kobe. Especially I mean those 2000s, the mm-hmm. three-peat of the Lakers, I think is like when our brains turned on and be like, "Oh, I know what players are. I know what basketball is. I can kind of like put all that stuff together in our head." And here at Horse, we definitely have given Kobe some crap. Obviously, we're not going to be doing so. Obviously, it's hard to talk about in general. It's even harder now that he's gone to yeah. talk about it. But what I will say is doing a lot of reading about Kobe and seeing videos and all this stuff, in recent years, he just seemed like he was one of the nicest people. And it's hard to try to come to grips with he had this terrible situation that he caused in the past, especially with this situation, is he just seemed like the best dad, especially for Gianna. I think we can keep all these things in our head at the same time. Is that Kobe Bryant was one of the best people to ever play the game, top 10 ever. He was a proponent for women's basketball. He had a second act of his career that he was going to push. If he wanted to be more, I mean, he has an Oscar, for God's sakes. Right. And at the same time, we can remember that he probably committed sexual assault. Mm -hmm. It wasn't settled in court because the woman said that she wasn't going to testify, and then they settled out of court and paid some amount of money. Like, we can remember that he probably committed sexual assault with all of these things happening at the same time. I mean, honestly, the most tragic thing is the effect that Kobe Bryant had on the NBA players around Mm -hmm. him. Like, he was someone that everyone felt connected to. I mean, that's the thing that brought me the most sadness, is that seeing... All these people deeply affected. I mean, all of these players, they were playing. I mean, the game still went on. Everyone did these tributes, letting the 24-second violation happen because of Kobe Bryant's number 24, letting the eight-second uh, backcourt violation happen because of his uh, number eight. I mean, he was memorialized in the Grammys that happened last Sunday. Like, people remember, and he has a big effect on L.A. and on basketball, seeing the things that Shaquille O'Neal was saying, seeing things that all of his uh, Lakers teammates were saying, Dwayne Wade, it's a lot, because he was someone that people could talk to about basketball. Mm -hmm. He was definitely a major figure in the NBA and continued to be. The statesman of this era and later, and if this is something you want to do, you should look at the stuff that Shaquille O'Neal was saying because it's he was overtaken by all of this stuff and it's really emotional. Yeah. I mean, you remember, this is why we have the show. It is about people having feelings about the thing that they do and pushing it to the furthest place that they can. And, like, there are still people here. I think the most moving part was when Tyson Chandler found out he was just, like, crying on the bench. Yeah. And you can see how much this affects these these guys. I think the only thing we can do is, like, remember and give these people space and see what the NBA does. I'm sure there's going to be something huge happening at the All-Star game right. and beyond. What really crushed me about it was 
Gianna being in there as well because mm -hmm. I had known a little bit about her just because of social media presence. Kobe's entire Instagram was just a great dad Instagram of posting things about his entire family and a lot of things with Gigi. She could hoop, man. Oh, she yeah. was a baller. And she got Kobe back into basketball. When he retired, he wasn't watching a lot of games. He wasn't really into it. He wanted to separate himself. And I think Kobe said that when she was about like, maybe like eight or nine, like somewhere in that age range, she wanted to really start taking basketball more seriously. So Kobe started coaching her and all of that. And she could seriously hoop. And most recently, they were going to a lot of WNBA games. They went to UConn games. They went to NBA games, sitting courtside every single time. There's a really cute video of him and Gigi, like, talking shop. You can really tell he's, like, talking something probably basketball strategy related. And it's just especially sad because she was the catalyst for getting Kobe back into the NBA and who's starting to get more involved with doing analysis. And they did those ESPN videos where he's going super in-depth about plays. And over the summer, he was working with more players like Trey Young, and he was really starting to get back into it. And Kobe has some really sweet interviews about being a father to his four daughters and just stuff about all these dudes being like, oh, you got to have a son and him being like, no, man, I love having a girl. And Gigi saying like, she's going to be the one to be the whole, oh, you got to have a son to carry the legacy. And she's like, I got this. I'm going to carry the legacy. So what also sucked was just the way it was handled in the news it was yeah. awful. It was really awful. And I know you looked into more of it, but basically TMZ was the first people to report it. Apparently they reported it before Kobe's family was contacted by officials and authorities, which is not cool at all. You know, TMZ's job is to break things before things are totally confirmed. Like that's how they get ahead of it. And the sheriff's department, as this was happening, it they didn't confirm the names yet. So that's why all these people were waiting. We only had TMZ confirmation, then everyone was getting confirmed by officials. So first thing of breaking news, and this is something that we talk about. I mean, we are technically media, mm -hmm. and sports media is still journalism and everything that happens on Twitter. This is the most shocking sports story, especially in the NBA, in a long time. Yeah. I think the only thing we can make an equivalent for this is when Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV in 1991, something that is like about health right. and uh, someone who is that big in the NBA community. So, But of course, that was in 1991. We have no comparison yeah. for what this is. So uh, I have a tweet here from uh, Andrew uh, Dowdy at a uh, Dowdy88 who said, ABC said that Kobe Bryant and four children were killed. Fox said that Kobe Bryant and three others were killed. TMZ said that Kobe Bryant was survived by his wife and his four daughters. Other people said that Rick Fox, a past Lakers player and actor, was also on the helicopter, but he totally wasn't. Um, like, different people were reporting different things, and it came out uh, at different levels. So what you just got to watch, like, Twitter is not the place to confirm stories. It was something that was so tragic, and people were just releasing new details and then retracting them. It was four girls in the plane. Oh, now it's his four girls in the plane. And it's like, oh, no, it was only Gigi. It's, it just sucks the way it was covered and it went down in the initial breaking news phase. Obviously, afterwards, when social media coverage turned to in-memoriam-related things, it was much more heartfelt. But in the initial thing where you've got all these different places trying to break the scoop and be the first about who passed and who was in the plane and how many people and all that, it really made me feel even worse about the situation is that we can't even until we get confirmed reports to be accurate about it. It's like TMZ has to break stuff and then all these other more reputable news sources, quote unquote, have to 
try to come out with the first like big report and then they have to retract stuff and all of this. Yeah, I think it's on us as consumers and I think as us as horse, like we're not aggregators, but I think we're commentators. Like we need to be aware of what news sources are posting and make sure that when breaking news happens, like we're getting the right story. Because mm-hmm. we, I don't want to talk about something that's not correct because then what, what are we doing? We're just amplifying something that's wrong. Right. I think the other thing about the media coverage of this is how much are we going to talk about the sexual assault case? Right. And I think a big part of this came up when a Washington Post reporter, Felicia Sanmez, tweeted out a 2016 Daily Beast article with the headline, Kobe Bryant's disturbing rape case, the DNA evidence, the accuser story, and the half confession. She immediately got suspended by the Washington Post because she supposedly violated their social media policy. I... Oh, God. Mm -hmm. They're just like, there's so much to unpack here. I don't know if tweeting that out immediately after his death is important. I think it is important to talk about. Yes. But I don't think that's something to be suspended as a reporter. And then, of course, she immediately got death threats because she's a woman on the Internet. The Washington Post deciding that this is a violation of social media policy when we see writers tweet bullshit all of the time. I can't wrap my head around. Everyone is emotionally high. And then the... Washington Post making a choice to do this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, if this ever comes up with similar things, I think it's important to be patient. It's important to remember the full story of people, so not ignore Kobe Bryant's past and gloss over it, but at the same time respect, you know, the fact that he is gone and it was tragic and people have a lot of positive feelings associated with it and just try to look at it as a more of a holistic thing and not try to be like oh I'm only going to focus on Kobe being a good person or I'm only going to focus on Kobe being a bad person I think you have to keep both things in mind and I it's unfortunate that like the hot take culture kind of came out to show its bad side on Twitter in the initial minutes and hours after the news was released I'm excited to see the way that the NBA pays tribute to him throughout the rest of the season. I think All-Star Weekend is going to be incredibly emotional. Yeah. And we'll see what else happens. But thanks to everyone that sent messages across a lot of different platforms, whether it's email or DMs or whatever, people just saying, hey, I know basketball is really important to you. I'm sure this is hard. So we appreciate everyone reaching out. If you ever want to talk about anything, shoot horse an email. Happy to talk about it and be there for you guys. And that wraps up full court press all right now jokes can come back in the room thanks jokes please come in jokes you know that you have to open the jiggle the handle honk, honk. oh i put a clown horn on oh, the there door it is. hello jokes all right mike i'm gonna rip the band-aid off did you know there is a horror video game where lebron james sneaks up on you and tries to give you a sprite cranberry i did not know this <laughs> i love that it exists And there are two directions this can go. Yeah. One, is this made and officially licensed by Sprite? Or two, is this someone making fun of those terrifying commercials? Wonderful. Okay, we're on the same page as the second one. Okay. Good. Because this could have been Burger King creep around video game. Yes. Which was actually made by Burger Burger King. King. Video game. Yes, exactly. That's a while. We could talk about that in total thing. You know that they said that there were like legitimate rules that the Burger King, like you couldn't take the crown from the Burger King because the Burger King was always the king. Mm -hmm. Good. I was worried this was going to be like a yes, yes, no situation, (laughs) but I think we're already like 50%. No, I didn't know this was here, but those Sprite Cranberry commercials are terrifying. But I do love that Drom does the music for the Christmas one specifically. Though I do think it's weird that 
when it's a Christmas related Sprite commercial that the song is it's the thirstiest time of the year because usually <laughs> you are surrounded by family and all of the people coming home and you're like, oh, I guess you're kind of, I don't know, you're on Tinder. I, I don't know. know. And I, I personally have zero first cousins, uh, but one of my favorite thing to do is after Thanksgiving and Christmas, like in Twitter, just search quote hot cousin oh, and seeing so people good. like write weird tweets about their hot cousins. I personally have no experience with having to deal with this situation, but apparently that's happening. So that's again, thirstiest time of the year, strange branding for Sprite Cranberry around holiday season. <laughs> I just remembered that someone compiled all the hot cousins together and someone I don't know how to say this. I don't have hot cousins. That's okay. I don't know if that impl- implicates me that I'm looking for hot cousins or not. No, it is but... a f- statement of fact. You do, you do <laughs> so not I have interests. And hey, it's not even to say that maybe your cousins are hot, but you don't perceive I don't see them as hot. your cousins as hot. That's true. All right. Anyway, <laughs> good. This is the kind of energy I wanted to bring to this one. Um, so for those of you who don't know, in 2017, Sprite brought a Sprite cranberry flavor to the world to the universe and in order to do this they had lebron james spokesman of sprite do this commercial and it was in the claymation style of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it's fun and silly and they sing thirstiest time of the year whatever the thing is is that there's a line where lebron says want a sprite cranberry (laughs) and it's very it's like asynchronous with the song want a sprite cranberry also the context of them wanting a spray cranberry is that this family is inside of the house and the fireplace is there and roaring and they are wearing very chunky ugly christmas sweaters in claymation of course and then there's claymation sweat which always fun you could just take off the sweater it's also their holiday like isn't going well and they need the spray cranberry mm-hmm. to like bring it up want a spray cranberry that will make it better don't worry you can watch the video flavored sprite <laughs> We'll put a link to this at the episode page of horsesoups.com. But also, LeBron's been a Sprite spokesperson since the mid-2000s. Yeah. And there have been some truly phenomenal Sprite LeBron commercials. Could even be a future three-on-three. Let's put that in our pocket, but I want to focus on this ridiculous video. So this became kind of a meme because it's ridiculous and Mm -hmm. hilarious. So... There was a notorious tweet on December 9th, 2017, where at your boy Godot so had a screenshot with the with the caption, viciously breaks into your house, want a Sprite Cranberry? And there's a screenshot of LeBron James's face. So this also got renewed because there was another version of the same commercial, but it just got changed so that LeBron looked better. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, there's got a lot of renewed uh, interest, and this became a meme, LeBron trying to break into your house and giving you a Sprite Cranberry. It's like the modern Kool-Aid man. He's not kicking your walls into pieces, but he is barging into your home. The other thing that's just weird about Claymation is that buff the way they do buff people on Claymation is always a little off-putting. Just the the muscular Claymation man is just like, I don't know, man. Everybody oh, you mean this the, guy? I just, <laughs> See, I know just, I'm showing the know. screenshot to Mike. He does have a really nice vest, though. It's a good vest. What also is interesting is I think in the commercial it looks like he's wearing Yeezys, which are made by Adidas, and LeBron is Nike, so I always found that to be an interesting element of the commercial. Listen, lots of people agreed with you. This became a big meme. Here to some memes I'm going to show you to Mike. Oh, There's my one gosh. of LeBron as Thanos of with course. different uh, sprites. There's one mm-hmm. with LeBron as Indiana Jones with the sprite. Lots of stuff like that. They make his nose way too big. It's, it looks like a bulb of garlic. And they probably fixed that later in the, in the <laughs> renewed one. So this became a meme. So then there was a game jam. And for those of you who don't know what a game jam is, basically it's like a contest or a set amount of time where you have 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours to make something. You call it jam. is just like a time for you to do it. So there was a game jam about making horror games for the Christmas season. 
Oh man, that's and this so happened. Smart. This is called the Scream Season Jam of 2018. So shout out to my boy Norbu N O R B O O who got the best game by host choice in the Scream Jam. Who made the thirstiest time of the year? Oh. As the new year approaches and air thickens with Christmas spirit, the evil ghost awakens, and he just has one query. Want a Sprite Cranberry? <laughs> want a Sprite Cranberry? I feel like we should put in the audio here of LeBron asking, do you want a Sprite Cranberry, if that's not going to happen over the course of you telling me more of this. <laughs> want a Sprite Cranberry? Because I think people need to know the true cadence at which he delivers. You it, want a Sprite Cranberry? It's very important. I have a video called, um, let me, I want to make sure that nothing else is in play. What what I'm having cranberry? a really hard time seeing Sprite Cranberry and not Sprite Cranberry. I mean, that's also why it's very funny. <laughs> I think it's just because SC is probably a more common phonics thing. Hey, Hooked on Phonics, <laughs> sponsor the show. All right, so this video is called LeBron James Breaking in Your House to Offer You a Sprite Cranberry. Very good. Because there's a, Q- a Q&A that says, what, why? And it says, the answer is clear. the internet really loved this uh, all right now mike and i are notoriously scared boys so uh, we're so not bad at horror movies so the internet really loved this and the game kind of got some traction a lot of people on youtube started playing it most notably very popular youtube gamer markiplier okay i'm and really glad is... i don't know of any youtube gamers except for the bad ones so i'm glad that you said a name I don't recognize. So this is where it started to gain steam, and this is when our good friend Gavin from Podcast Land uh, sent this along to me, and I knew I had to show it to you. I kind of want to see it. I don't. I'm... Oh, we're gonna watch it. Okay. We can watch it with the sound off. Okay, cool. Because I'm a big tiny baby boy, but I do want to see it. So the important thing about this is that you are just in a house, and it's Christmas, and you're walking around. Here's the other thing, and why I don't have the volume on is that Markiplier does not understand the meme, so he's just like, "Why am I playing this dumb game?" Oh, <laughs> so ew. it's where I'm gonna walk you through it as Markiplier plays it. Wonderful. Okay, so you see, it, this is kind of just a like basic 3D. Remember, he made this in only a few hours. Standard IKEA furniture-looking place. Yeah. So you're in this house. There's a TV. Oh no. Oh no. Who is that? Is that him? <laughs> So now here, so this is what it looks like. Oh, I'm a little disappointed because it's not exactly. I wanted it to be exactly this LeBron from the commercial. Listen, he has this is as qu- yeah, this is as quickly as you probably could have done it. But that's a scary looking LeBron. He looks like if LeBron crossed over with Grover. Oh yeah, I totally <laughs> like, see that. Big eyes, large nose, big grin. So right now he's outside and he's going to knock. And the text says, oh, no, it's Lock, L-A-K-H, apostrophe, B-R-O-A-N, James, J-A-H, apostrophe, E-V-S, the cranberry ghost. You should hide and try to find a way to deal with him. So you can see there's LeBron. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's scarily looking at you. They did a pretty good job of recreating his outfit. Not bad. Again, he only His muscles are great. Hours. Oh, no, he's trying to punch you. Yeah, he punches you and then you get lost in cranberries if you die. So there are ways to deter him. You can pick up bottles of Fanta, throw it at his head. Okay. The thing is, this is a horror game, so it is kind of spooky. So at one point, you get out of the house and you're on the street, and you need to, like, get to safety, go to the gas station. Right. And let's see how fast LeBron can run up on you. I mean, pretty accurate. You ever see that chase down block? Come on. Want a Sprite Cranberry? Oh, man. Oh, no! He's Naruto running! And then he just comes up and clutches you! (laughs) 
Oh no, that was very guy sprinting in Get Out vibes. Oh yeah, it is very, very it's fast. very spooky. We're gonna have the link in here if you want to download it uh, and give Norbu some credit because this game is hilarious and amazing. There are tons of videos. Just put in LeBron James Sprite Cranberry yep. video game in yep. the YouTube and you can watch it. But I just love that it exists. That's I mean, dead. again, this is like the most niche thing. This is a NBA player doing a Christmas commercial for a soda for a flavored variant for a flavored of variant soda. of the soda. <laughs> And then turning that into a meme, which got turned into a horror video game and is now on YouTube for us to talk about. Beautiful. That actually happened. Basketball so much. Basketball is amazing. Basketball is perfect. One, two, three. Three, two, one. Three on three. So, Eric, for this three on three, I wanted to pick something lighthearted as well, since the beginning was going to be sad. And something that makes me really happy is something that we have talked about a little bit before. And funny enough, in the earlier segment, is commercials with NBA players in them. Yay! And we've done previous segments about commercials, but because there are so many, we could do infinite three-on-threes about these as long as we get incredibly specific. So last time, we did H-E-B commercials Mm -hmm. and Foot Locker commercials that do not have any San Antonio Spurs in them. (laughs) Right. This time, I have done three-on-three, and it is the three best NBA commercials with old players in them. Good. And the three best This Is Sports Center NBA commercials. Oh, good. Do you want to begin with Sports Center or old basketball players? Let's start with Sports Center. I read this really great piece on Stuart Scott a little while ago, and it's still resonating in my in my bones a little bit. Can you explain what a This Is Sports Center commercial is? Yes. So This Is Sports Center basically is a commercial franchise that I think is still going. Oh, hundred percent. It was huge in Sports Center's heyday of late '90s, early 2000s, and what the entire premise of these commercials is is what we like to pretend here at Horse and think about the NBA as if it's just an off. So these Mm -hmm. this is sports center ones is is as if all of sports was working in a very standard cubicle style office. The basic premise is that you have all of the people that work for sports center, mainly the anchors in the commercials, but then their coworkers are the athletes. So the athletes just work in the same building. They're always wearing their uniforms and it's just all these different hijinks. Sometimes it's jokes about being around the office. Sometimes it's jokes about the particular player or the team or just the sport in general. There's super Super funny. If you ever need to waste time, I highly recommend just This Is Sports Center compilations. There's hours upon hours of ones you can watch because they've been making these for decades and they're all really funny. Mm -hmm. So the first one that I've prepared features our good friend LeBron James. And I enjoy this one just because it is one of the peak, oh, look, they're in an office things. So this is, for context, this one was when LeBron was on the Cavaliers, when he was new onto the scene, and his nickname most popularly at that time, aside from King James, was The Chosen One. That is the context you need for this video. And, of course, we'll put all these videos at the episode page of horsesoups.com so you can watch along. Chosen One, huh? So LeBron is trying to fix a paper jam. He's really struggling. He can't get it to work out of the printer. Stuart Scott, a anchor for Sports Center, comes by, looks with a smirk on his face and says, chosen one, huh? <laughs> Stuart Scott's so cool. I just <laughs> so see him cool. doing that for everybody. And they're like, mm, you got to cut down. It's very good. Also, I like the idea of LeBron sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, the best basketball player all the time. Well, he's sitting crisscross applesauce trying to fix this copier. <laughs> 
So the second one that I've prepared, again, making fun of just general cubicle style stuff, and it features your favorite team, the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Oh, I hope this is Kevin Garnett, please. I'll never go there again. Nah, bad sir. Yeah. Look at these guys. Hey, fellas, <laughs> what'd you guys call each other up last night and talk about what you're gonna wear today? <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. <Yeah>. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that features three members of the Celtics at the time. They're big three of Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett all wearing their Celtics green uniforms and people at the water cooler razzing them for wearing the same thing, which I especially appreciate because that would happen every now and then when I was at the engineering office and you would just, you know, if I have the same blue checkered shirt from Banana Republic as you, it's pretty common. It, there's a non-zero chance that I'm going to wear the same shirt as John Wang. And it's like, always would just be like, oh, did you guys coordinate outfits today? It struck a little chord for me as something that you definitely would make fun of people for. But then under this circumstance, they have to wear the uniforms. <laughs> My favorite part about this is a piece of acting. After they get razzed, they all do the like hand wave, like, ah, yeah, stop. Come on. And I'm like, oh, if this was real, Kevin Garnett would fight you. <laughs> <laughs> and they also all did it at the same time. They're all like, eh. Paul Pierce did it a little late. And they're like, you know, we got that take. That's fine. <laughs> It's the institutions of these commercials that make these very popular, famous men act and do dumb shit. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's so funny. It's very fun. So the final one that I have prepared here stars someone that I've always admired and loved, and that's Nick's legend, Jeremy Lin. And <laughs> very good. Jeremy Lin, for context here, is a very smart human being, went to Harvard University, and that is what makes this next one funny. The anchors here have always done their own writing, but when there's someone from Harvard around... Of course you're going to let them help out. Trajectory metrics of the league's best shooters applied to the terminal velocity of a jump ball, which is founded upon the temporal nature. You, uh, you misspelled temporal. Okay. <laughs> so we've got Jeremy Lin trying to, you know, punch up the copy for the sports <laughs> monologues that they're about to give with all the fun, intelligent-sounding words and stuff. The way he is over-the-shoulder dictating it is fantastic and also in this one in particular this happens in a lot of the videos but just the dedication of the sound editing team or the video editing team to always have that standard boring office phone in the background oh it's just next level there's just, there's some really great halogen light buzzing in there i'm just like mm, that's good that's very good it reminds me where i am i i just love the fiction of it too, like what is Hannah Storm trying to say? Like Jeremy Lin is on loan to Sports Center this week, so like he's gonna come in and punch up stuff. It's like Sports Center is Saturday Night Live. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's so funny. Uh, so those are the three best. I mean, there were so many that I had to cut. So even picking two more for honorable mentions in Five on Five is gonna be hard. But again, check out all of them on YouTube. They're all so funny. So now we get to the three best featuring old players. And the first one that I will be playing is one that features second. I guess we could put him as second most popular, not Shaq, but Charles, Charles Barkley. Barkley. Yes. <laughs> so this one features James Harden and Charles Barkley. And it is one of my favorite Foot Locker commercials. Charles, you got any advice for me on how to start the season off fresh? Well, you knew Foot Locker gear. That's a big part of it. Now you just need a short memory. Short memory? All the greats have short memories. So when you had a bad game, you just forgot about it? Never had a bad game. You don't remember they used to call you the round mound rebound? Mm -mm. Remember when you threw that guy through the window? I'm a pacifist. What about the time you Look, were... Look, all I know is all the greats have short memories. Scottie Pippen knows. 
I sure do. And I'm the greatest Chicago Bull of all time. And that's how it's done. There's a lot of reliance. Uh, there's no other actors other than basketball players in this. And I'm just like, what are they saying? <laughs> there's, there's just moments where I'm just like, what are these people saying? You, w- Charles Barkley does not have good elocution, guy. Mm-hmm. It was like sharp memory. Like, I hope I'm going to get this joke at the end. Wait, did you not? Did you not hear that he was saying short memory? No, he or, was. Or but it, I was saying, like, I was like, afraid is he saying that people, sharp? Uh, you're afraid people will not understand that he is saying short memory. I thought he was saying sharp memory for uh-huh. a while, and I'm like, oh no, it's short memory. I'm like, you should just put subtitles on it. Regardless, <laughs> that's a funny joke too. My favorite thing about specifically these Foot Locker ones and a lot of NBA comedic commercials is that it usually involves the players making fun of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is a common theme among the three that I've picked here. You get Charles Barkley having to talk about that time he threw a human being through a window, which did happen. And then also the fact that one of his more prolific nicknames called him fat. Yep. Just bonkers time. And then Scottie Pippen, what's even funnier for the Scottie thing is that when this commercial came out a couple years ago, it was during the heat of, like, any time Scottie Pippen said something good about LeBron James, people were like, oh, is he thinking LeBron's better than Michael Jordan? It's always been this weird obsession that everyone's like, Scottie Pippen hates Michael Jordan, doesn't he? He thinks LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. So for him to be in this context where he gets to say, I'm the greatest Chicago Bull of all time, ugh. I also just love how endearingly simple their deliveries are. Oh, like, yeah. it's not good acting, but it's still just so funny to have Scotty Pippen being like, I'm the greatest Chicago Bull of all time. The way that that <laughs> shot was, was that Scotty Pippen was down a hallway mm-hmm. talking to somebody else. He's yep. like, oh, can you hold on one second? I have been the greatest Chicago <laughs> Bull this entire time. Now, okay. We'll Look, I've definitely done that before at parties. Like, you're talking to someone, it's not very interesting, and you, then you hear someone definitely talking about either you or something you're interested in down, and you've got, like, one ear there in case they say something, and then you'd be like, hey, funny joke real quick and then you're like sorry i had they were talking really loudly you were saying about your grandmother's liver transplant <laughs> jeez <laughs> shitty party mike rough party a rough party i would uh, try to get out of the conversation too <laughs> so the second one again involves someone making fun of themselves this one i had to cut from the last time i did three funny commercials because it stars tim duncan and he was a spur and the criteria last time was no spurs no spurs no 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 i don't want no spurs a spur is a basketball team that can get no love from the old three on three are you excited the week of greatness is back at Foot Locker? a week of the sickest releases everyone's excited about it man that is exciting t rose i know it's crazy right i gotta call tim Tim Duncan. Yo, Tim. The week of greatness is back at Foot Locker. No way. That's insane. I'm bouncing off the wall. Never gets this excited. I can't contain myself. I just knocked over a plant celebrating. (laughs) The key here is that when he says, I knocked over a plant, he takes a succulent and places it on its side. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've ever heard Tim Duncan's voice oh, yeah, like, yeah. declaratively, so that's very fun for me. Also, Derek Rose couldn't even ruin that commercial for me. Nope. I loved it too much. There are so many things in this commercial that I want to talk about. First off, the nasally guy that is giving the description of Foot Locker, he's like, a week of the sickest deals. <laughs> Listen to this. A week of the sickest releases. Everyone's excited about it. Who are you doing? <laughs> doing it's just like the most poindexter like i can't wait to get this lit uh dope fits at footlocker this week jeremy 
<laughs> Vice Principal Johnson, what are you doing here? Everyone's excited about the week of greatness. Hello, fellow teens. <laughs> it's dope as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then also, Derek Rose just shows up in some very nice Derek Rose branded attire. But these two... I'm assuming teenage boys, Derek Rose comes in. He's like, are you guys talking about Full Locker? And their entire reaction is just, I know, deals, am I right? And not, holy fuck, <laughs> Derek Rose? I don't understand what Derek Rose is doing here because they already have two actors. One of them could have just called Tim Duncan. You got to get as many people as you can. No. Oh, oh, hello. I Let mean, me go call my good Magic the Gathering partner, Tim Duncan. Well, the thing that Derek Rose is doing here is modeling three items that no, you can I, buy the no, week of greatest. Because those D Rose logos are enormous on his sweats. <laughs> no, I understand what the commercial is doing. What I'm saying is, in the previous commercial, it was just basketball players. It was like, oh, James Harden will be able to deliver copy, but now it's like we have legitimate actors who could do this. Why do we have Derrick Rose being the fulcrum point of the plot here? I guess it's just more believable that Derrick Rose would have Tim Duncan's number and not Mr. Uh, Poindexter here. <laughs> it's a, so we can't believe Derrick Rose will show up, mm -hmm. but it's too much to believe that that guy with a nasally voice has Tim Duncan's phone number. Honestly, yes. Listen, this, I'm, this is ad break. I just gotta like break down exactly what's happening here. The next best thing, Tim Duncan is just sitting on his couch, doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just sitting. Picks up his phone. Tim Duncan. <laughs> It's so good. I cannot uh, believe that that's what Tim Duncan actually does. That's what like, he, he probably does that. Tim Duncan. <laughs> uh, it's so great. I love this commercial so much. Tim du Tim Duncan's phone. Tim Duncan speaking. Tim Duncan's residence. Tim Duncan. I didn't realize that he wasn't doing anything. I thought he was watching TV, but I, that's very funny. He's just sitting He's doing just nothing, sitting there. which is something that Kelly's dad does sometimes. He'll just sit on a chair. No phone, no book, no newspaper, just sits on a chair. Old huh. people, man. They're, huh. they're chill. They're secure in themselves. Do you Have you tried turning him off and restarting him? No, nah, he seemed perfectly content. Turn him off and turn it on again? Maybe, Maybe he was just in restart? sleep mode or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was doing a system update. Ah, probably. <laughs> Hard restart on Kelly's dad. The final one, and a big reason why I picked this, is because the number one for this category features Kobe Bryant. When Kobe released the Kobe 10 shoe, they called it the Kobe system, and they made a series of 10 commercials with 10 levels of the Kobe system mental thought process to make yourself a beast, like the Mamba mentality thing. It was a play on him having a TED Talk-esque motivational speaker conference convention. These series of commercials have a bunch of famous people. They're all about 30 seconds to a minute long, and all of the other people in the commercial are the best at their craft. The best one is the third part, which features... Kanye West. Mm, the best rapper alive and nothing about that will change, huh? No, nah, definitely these commercials came out at a time when he was the best rapper of the time. We were not concerned about him. Right. And he was just making good music. Jesus hadn't even come out yet. It was perfectly normal to be like, yes, Kanye, good. Let's have him in a commercial mm. that goes out everywhere. I mean, he does a very good job in this commercial, as you will see. I'm ready. How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. What the f is he talking about? 
I like how Kanye is in like a very emotional scene in the first half of the commercial, and then the director's like, "All right, Kanye, make your joke," and he's like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> it's just a totally different scene. It's so good, and it was funny because again, this commercial is just playing off of Kobe Bryant being super intense and not necessarily making sense. And the whole thing of you have to be the different animal but the same beast, like that means nothing. It means nothing, but it's so good. And I gotta say, I have a pair of Kobe Elevens that I play basketball in exclusively. They're so good. They're incredible shoes. They're fantastic. But the commercials are just so good. All of them end with Kobe saying something vague, people being confused, and then him going, you're welcome, (laughs) which is fantastic. So all of these Kobe ones are really good. They're called the Kobe System. Check it all out. This one was part six called Beastion. I especially love it because motivational speakers are not great. Uh, And just all these like, yeah, I love that they were making fun of that. They're making fun of Kobe. They're even like in a way making fun of Nike and just vague marketing things they say about their shoes. It's very self-aware. It's very funny. Kobe is a great actor in it. He's very on top of it. So that's one of my favorite commercials. I'm surprised when you were going to go with a Kobe one. I thought you were going to go with the one where Kobe jumps over a car. Uh, I mean, that one was fake. I mean, it's not, cool, but it's very, it wasn't fake. He jumped high enough, but he, but he could have cleared the car. Right, but he but did not jump over the car. He jumped next cool. to the car. Yeah, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, but it was still pretty neat. I know, but this one's funny because yeah, funny. <laughs> Kanye West is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I miss this Kanye. <laughs> you miss the old Kanye, I miss the, the Kobe old Bryant Kanye. commercial Kanye? Yes, I genuinely do. He was so normal and not trying to be like, this ugly shoe was cool and $5,000, you should buy it. And then people were like, yeah. And Jesus is great. Yeah, Yeah. all right. So those are the three best NBA commercials from This Is SportsCenter and the three best NBA commercials featuring old NBA players. This is Tim Duncan. (laughs) No, it's just. (laughs) No, it's not even. It's not even Tim Duncan. It's just Tim Tim Duncan. Duncan. (laughs) Tim Duncan's phone. Tim Duncan's residence. You've reached the office of Tim Duncan. I feel like his voicemail would just be, you've reached Tim Duncan's phone. I am not here right now. Please leave a message. No, Tim Duncan would 100% use the actual, oh. the, like the, the voicemail. You've reached the voicemail box of Tim Duncan. Yeah, there, <laughs> but there would be an awkward like six second pause before where he doesn't realize that it's supposed to speak. Tim Duncan. <laughs> and then trying to find the star button to hit to stop the recording. It's like, oh, I have to go back to my Magic the Gathering game. If Tim Duncan is problematic, I would be upset. He's not. There's no way. He's too I, nice. I hope so. Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse Horses, hosted by Eric Silver and Mike Schubert. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The art is by Allison Wakeman. The music is by Bettina Campomanes. And the website is by Kelly Beckman. Special thanks to our producer-level patrons, Baring Wingate, Adam Hartwick, Cross, Papa Cody Powell, Salvatore Testa, Trust the Process, Samantha Rose, Polly Burridge. I work with Eric Dad, Shooby Dooby Doo. I am Adam Silver, Bilal Johnson, Carolyn Kyle, Godzilla got busy. Team Judy Dench is my DM. Watcher Vandermaiden, Madeline Heising, Soap Slam Chop, Steph Curry for three. Litterney 109 and Siobhan Ellsbury. You can find us on the internet at Horse Hoops on Instagram and Facebook and Horse underscore Hoops on Twitter because as we say every episode, it's because Horse Hoops was a different animal, but not the same beast. <laughs> our website is horsehoops.com, which has all of our research and the visual stuff you can't see because this is a podcast. And we have a lot because we did multiple videos in our yeah, podcast. This is a very important time to check out the website. And if you want some bonus content, such as Eric and I talking about basketball or turning the three on threes into five on fives or different video streams and stuff like that you can head on over to patreon.com slash horse hoops 
Mike, you know who wants to give you a Sprite Cranberry? Want a Sprite Cranberry? There is no other answer besides LeBron James. <laughs> but, you know, Multitude could also give you a Sprite Cranberry. They could, yeah. they could. If you asked, and we would give it to you politely. And we not sneak up, not Naruto run at you yeah. and then punch you and give you a Sprite Cranberry. We just kindly ask that you do not throw Fanta bottles in our face. That'd Maybe nice. just pour Fanta down our throat. We're not the ghost of LeBron James and Sprite Cranberry. We're not. No, we're not. Hey, if you want to hear all of our great jokes about Sprite Cranberry, you should come see us in LA. Do it. There's not a lot of tickets left, so if you want to go, go now, because by the time this episode's posted, they might be gone. 100%. The tickets remaining, when I last looked, are 10. Or like. Then that, we're recording this on many Tuesday. Tuesday, so hurry. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, Naruto, run. Run to the internet. <laughs> Naruto, run to the internet and buy these tickets. You can find this show and the other shows we're doing in LA and the other shows that Multitude are doing in Texas later at multitude.production slash live. And it was your own out every episode. We're going to say something together on the count of three. I feel like still, as we did in the intro to pay homage, we should just say Kobe at the like count it. of three as if we were throwing a crumpled up paper ball into a recycling bin. So one, one two, two, three. three. Kobe! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.